Just like that, the final hour is here on this Monday edition. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Hutton here. No Withrow. Well-deserved day off. He'll be back with us on Wednesday. Jam-packed show today. A fabulous uh, football weekend. Plenty of storylines on and off the field. NFL continues uh, to entertain a lot of two and three teams. Several surprises. uh, Several Several teams that are underachieving but seem to be getting better. We'll focus on the Bengals later. Uh, we'll also, later this hour, preview Monday Night Football. Tonight, you've got the Packers taking on the Raiders. Uh, Jets beat the Broncos, and uh, Nathaniel Hackett got more than a game ball. He got his revenge. Sean Payton, what he said uh, about Hackett, by the way, I, f- I thought was on the mark. Uh, Hackett wins the Hackett Bowl. And it's not like Parcells being carried off after winning the Super Bowl, but it kind of looked like that. You've got pep talks going on. Uh, the coach made it personal. It felt like a Colorado Buffaloes game with Dion coaching. Uh, gets the game ball afterwards from Robert Sala. Uh, you know, talk about making it personal. Leading off the hour here with uh, Bernard Pollard. He, he made it personal on defense throughout his NFL career, former NFL safety, and uh, uh, does great work as an NFL and football analyst and much more. Uh, solid of him to come on the show today. BP, good to see you, man. Hope things are well. What's up, baby? What do you think about the uh, the, the Jets, Broncos, and the the way this all played out? And here, and catch this. So you've got Hackett, who said, "Hey, I, this was preseason training camp. Right. I, I, I'm surprised by what he said. I mean, uh, I, I expected to get this in Week Five, and going back there, I've, I've certainly thought about it." He's got all the support there within the Jets organization, especially Aaron Rodgers. And again, it, that's kind of what you expect. For it to play out that way, where the nightmare of that for him, which was the experience in Denver from his perspective too, not just Broncos fans in the organization, to now with not with Rodgers, but with Zach Wilson go on the road and beat a bad football team coached by Sean Payton who talked that trash. What do you think? Look, I, 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 I look at this, man. I don't think the Broncos are bad. Like, I, I'm gonna really? say this. Okay, I, I really, I really don't. I don't think they're bad. I think there, it's a lot that Coach Payton had to come in and adjust. He had to reset. You got to remember, man. This this Broncos team was trash last year. Uh, they were terrible last year. So I, when we when we watch everything that Coach Payton had to come in and do to establish and to implement his system, to implement his rules, things like that. Um, when we talk about the 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 takeover and 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 putting everything he had to do uh with this football team that was a lot now this is a i think probably one of the most talented offenses on paper uh in the national football league now seeing what he said about hackett coach hackett or whatever all of that was warranted hackett's team hackett was terrible i agree he was he was awful and and and, and, and you said that so i i i just I look at this and yesterday's loss. I mean, they just have to put things together. A year of bullcrap with the horrible coach. I've been in that. I honestly, I've I've been in it in Kansas City and I've been in it in Houston uh, and Tennessee. Go ahead. When when, when you're <laughs> <laughs> when you're dealing with all of that and the 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 change um, from the top down, it's just like, man, you've got to reset guys thinking you've got to reset dudes be on vacation in week 12 vacation in week five. 
vacation in week 10. And so you've got to be able to get them guys on and you just can't cut some of them guys because, you know, that's money. You can't cut that money like that. And as we see with the with the the New York Jets, everybody wondering why why they're sticking with Wilson. They got a lot of money in that in that quarterback room. They got to stick with Wilson. They can't go out there and pay anybody else like that. So, you know, the words that Coach Payton said about Hackett was warranted. Yesterday, they got the victory. Um, was it huge? I don't I don't know. I mean, the freaking they, they, Denver's still trying to come together. Heck, the, Jet, the Jets still trying to come together and figure what they're, you know, who they are. Uh, so uh, it's it's crazy to me. It's weird at the same time, but it's crazy. Bernard Pollard, our guest on Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow. What are we certain of right now across the NFL? The, the, the Niners are dominant. The Eagles are 5-0. and Are they the best teams? No question. Uh, what are you certain of, Bernard? I'm certain that the officiating is inconsistent. Yes. I'm, certain, yes. uh, I, I'm certain that, you know, I just don't like the fact, as I watch football, and, and you've been watching football for a long time, I don't like the fact that they've stripped the defense of their power. They've stripped defense. I get the calls and and you don't want people out head hunting it to 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 um you know make hits to to try to hurt anybody blindside and doing the helmet to helmet things of that nature but i just feel as if they they've taken all of the power from the defensive players and they've given it to the offensive players and i don't think that it's fair because these little ticky tack i mean my head is connected to my shoulders so when i go to hit you with my shoulder my helmet might graze you I think we all can see what's malicious or not. Yeah. And I just, I think the inconsistencies with the tackling, I think the inconsistency with, with, with calling a, and officiating the game, I understand it's hard. I get it. When you're out on the football field, when you're watching that game full speed and you're watching the best of the best of the best athletes in the world. So, you know, I get it. I get that it's hard, but Hey, that's your job. You got to do a better job. And I think we're seeing also the, the veteran white hat officials, the referees, yes. Uh, they they have retired or they went and did something <laughs> else in mass exodus recently. They're, they're doing media or they're you know a lawyer right. now or whatever. I think we're well, seeing they all, that too. They all are lawyers. Yeah, they all yeah, are lawyers. They, they are. get paid good money. So yeah. but I, I don't I, know, but, man. It's bad. But yeah, but I, I think we're seeing the, the replacements having to fill the adjustments. Also, in a league that is set up for the offense to win, right. there's a lot of bad offense in the league this year. Just watching drop passes and sloppy play and bad court. It, there's a lot of bad offense BP, I, I see defenses getting after it more so than I see strong offensive effort. Not every week. I'm not. Of course, we can point to Miami and and what they did to the Denver Broncos, posting 70. Right. I'm not even pointing at that. But I, there's a lot of a lot of scoring below 20 points right now. Yo, I, I mean, for me, as I watch football and and to go back, you know, to rewind a little bit, I, I think. I don't think the 49ers, yes, they're good football teams. The 49ers, the, you know, with what Philly is doing, I think Miami is, is I think they're okay. the real deal. Um, you know, and when we when, when we look at what's going on uh, with the Miami Dolphins, I, I got to say this, 28 reminds me a lot of 28 that was in with Tennessee Titans, uh, with Chris Johnson. He That, that 28, he reminds me of Chris Johnson. And so, you know, when, when we watch, you know, this game is, is they want, 
these quarterbacks to play catch with the receivers. And they want come across the middle. I don't want anybody to be hit. This is the and this is today's NFL. And it and it sucks for us as 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 former players as we watch the game. But you know, when you see the the drop passes and things of that nature, you know, that's just the game. That's concentration. That that's that's you know, lack of leadership. That's you know, consistency problems and things of that nature. But I I, I hate to see it. I watched it a lot yesterday and in, in, in yesterday's game. But I'm pretty sure we're gonna see it in tonight's game. Oh yeah. Hey, hey you mentioned uh, a chain. What what a debut because they they slow played him in coming off the injury in the preseason, and now right. he's averaging what like 12 yards per carry or something. And uh, the speed element. Yeah. All Miami has done is find speed. You mentioned C.J. Tutte, uh, Chris Johnson. Right. He was drafted in the first round. Yeah. A chain ran the fastest time. <laughs> and he's a third round pick. I don't know how that happens. I mean, you know, these especially at the running back position. Yeah. As you know, they, they, these guys fall. That you know, some guys may, you know, uh come up in the draft, but but they, they got their money's worth. He's gonna make a lot of money in, in his players' performance uh bonus. Um, but you know, I I think he was a steal. I think he's a player who, you know, they can use him in so many different ways, running out the backfield, throwing to him out the backfield and motioning him uh, to throw the ball as a slot. Um, You know, he is phenomenal. And it doesn't even look like he's running fast, but he is literally blazing past people. This Miami team, I think is super special. And we all say if they can stay healthy, uh, but we, I honestly, this team is phenomenal defensively, offensively and on special teams. Bernard Pollard, our guest, and Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow. We're, we're, we're tabling the discussion on New England. That's coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so. We have alphas and betas of the weekend. Um, the Lions, no betas for, for the Detroit Lions. Do we believe the Lions as a contender? And let me pick up here. I do. Right. Because I, 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 they've handed Kansas City their lone loss. Right. They did that at Arrowhead. Where I mean, if you want to prove something, go to Arrowhead and win. You would know that playing in Kansas City. You know what it's like uh, as far as the atmosphere. It's the most college-like atmosphere, period. Right. Uh, and they they have the guys, Kelsey and, and Mahomes on offense. They also went to Lambeau and won. And, right. now it, and I'm not changing the opinion just based on a blowout win over Carolina. I, I, that's not flipping the script for me here. But I do see the consistency necessary – to uh, offensively, they've got playmakers. They have a quarterback that has been to a Super Bowl before, and Hutchinson and company on defense continue to improve and get after it. They have a coach of the year candidate. I I like where Detroit sits, and I like where they are in the division. I agree 100% with you. Um, I think at the beginning of the year, uh, even heading to training camp, what Coach Campbell, I wasn't a believer in all of the, uh, he's an emotional guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like some guys like that, some guys don't like it. Uh, I'm a guy where I'm like, okay, I, I don't mind the emotions and things of that nature, but, you know, I just want to see wins. Um, what he's been doing the last few years in Detroit is 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 just crafting that team, uh, getting that puzzle right. And from the quarterback perspective, he 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 got it right. Um, you know, from a, a, a mentality, a toughness, and things of that nature, he got it right. Uh, getting pieces in a draft, he got it right. Trades, he got it right. Uh, him and his staff, they're doing the right things. I thought last year was, you know, I, I was not a believer in in Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. I thought he was a lot of the problem because I said the Detroit Lions, the uh, 
the New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're the three most athletic teams in the National Football League last year and this year. They're still the most athletic teams in the National Football League. When you look at the athleticism, but you look at the positions that they're being put in, I thought Glenn put the defense for the Detroit Lions in a lot of bad positions last year that cost them games. The offense can score 40, but if they're giving up 42, they're going to lose games, and that's what happened. So I think this year they have done a better job, especially at the beginning of the year, as you talked about, they went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs in in, um, in Arrowhead. So when we look at that and the way that they played defensively, they played man, they played fire zone, they played uh, some regular zones, they played some, some zero in spurts in the red zone, not on a 20-yard line with 80 yards of field behind them to put those young guys in position uh, to be beaten. Um, Hutchison is a kid that I am blown away by. I was not a believer in him at Michigan. I thought he was overhyped. When I see this kid play now, I'm sitting back like, yo, this dude has a motor, he's relentless, and he's getting after the quarterback. And, I mean, if you look at the attitude of every guy in the front seven for that defense, they all play the same. They've got some pieces in the back end. They're doing a phenomenal job. Offensively, I love what the Detroit Lions are doing, and I think they're contenders, and I think they're real. Yeah, man, and you mentioned who they've added. Like that, The culture, that they're building that. You yes. know, you don't just inherit something and just say, we've got this. But they right. have signed guys, even the, the in the secondary from Pittsburgh, just that fit. They just yeah. it, they they fit that mentality of the defense that you're discussing. They want, they're now twelve and three yep. in their last fifteen regular season games. That that speaks to their, their consistency. Uh, inconsistent is Minnesota. Uh, Justin <laughs> Jefferson hamstring injury. Right. Vikings are now one and four. They lose another close game overtime yesterday to Kansas City. Lose by seven. Um, you've got the Bears. Uh, that are staring down top picks. Maybe the Patriots. Yeah. We're going to discuss this. Hey, uh, in, in terms of their upcoming schedule, Bears, Niners, and Packers are their upcoming schedule. Trade deadline's October 31st. In a minute here, Bernard, what do you think happens to this Minnesota team, especially given the fact that Jefferson could be sidelined based on the significance of the, the hamstring injury? I mean, you know... <laughs> Hamstrings are hard to come back from. I, I think they're they're really difficult, so they're going to have to take their time. Um, I don't know where he injured the hamstring if it's the top, media, uh, you right. know, in the middle or the bottom. Uh, so that's going to all depend, and and they're not going to, of course, let us know that. I think this middle. So and, and you may or may not agree with me. Some people may stone me for this, but mm -hmm. I think they're okay. I would not. I mean, if you want to go out and potentially trade for a receiver, go ahead. Uh, but I think you know when you look at this Minnesota Vikings team. Like you said, inconsistent. I don't think they're in a position like the Chicago Bears. I don't, the Bears are terrible. They might play good every now and again, uh, but I don't like their quarterback situation. I don't like what their, the receiver situation is good, but they just got to get them involved more and, and do certain things uh, play calling wise. But I think the Minnesota Vikings are in, in an okay position right now. I don't think they need to go out and really add pieces. They just need to get on the same page. Coaching players, they need to get on the same page. Um, I, I'm seeing players don't trust players here. I, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, the offensive line is breaking down in, in spurts and not, not blocking for Cousins. Cousins has four interceptions this year. And, you know, some of them are tip. They're not really like bad interceptions that we we see a lot of quarterbacks throw. So I want to say the Minnesota Vikings are in good hands. Just tighten up and get consistent. Yeah, man, I, bad news with just the early exit. There, he's, I'm looking up, as you're saying all this, Jefferson and the injury update. He's getting multiple yeah. opinions on the hammy. Mm -hmm. That's normally not a good thing, right? Like that's right. normally yeah. initially bad, and it's like, hang on, I, I want to play. <laughs> you're not, they're trying to protect him from himself. Again, I'm just right. reading between the lines there. Three catches, 28 yards, though, before the injury yesterday. 
right. that's that's not how you go about uh, winning and getting on a roll if he's going to miss some games. BP, stick with us. Uh, coming up, uh, alphas and betas of the week. We're going to start with the betas. There's plenty to discuss there. We're starting with New England and the Patriots. And what was the Patriots' way? Man, I, I know Brady meant a lot. Meant a lot. But the, the Patriots' way right now, I mean, I don't Which way are they going? It, it, Belichick wants to discuss starting over. I'm, I'm serious. Man, who are they starting over with? Is Belichick right. going to be there? Is he not? Like, there's a lot to dive into. Bernard Pollard with us, former NFL safety. He always, always brings it, brought it. Uh, on the field and uh, right here, Hot Mike with Hunting Withrow. Stick around. We got plenty of discussion headed your way. And again, we lead off and tee off on New England and what we're seeing from Mac Jones, the offense, bad defense with some injuries. And man, we haven't seen this from Belichick either. Hot Mike with Hunting Withrow across the Outkick Network rolls on. Thanks to the Outkick staff uh, here in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Sixth and Peabody are location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Flat out getting it done. Uh, we've got Bernard Pollard with us. He gets it done. Plenty of opinion, analysis, big takes. He swings the heavy stick. And uh, BP, I said uh, over the weekend, I said, hey, we do alphas and betas of the weekend. You're more than welcome to join in on this. You're like, bet, absolutely, we're here. <laughs> And I saved – we normally start with the alphas. I'm starting with the betas right okay. now because uh, it, I'm, I held off on the Patriots. I, I led the show with this. I, I wasn't expecting the end of an era, quote-unquote, this year in New England. Wasn't buying into the talk. I, we certainly had the, some of the best reporters on that beat uh, with Mike Reese and Tom Curran who came on the show and, and said, like, yeah, it's – man, it's – it is being discussed. Like, is he on the hot seat? Is he not? Bill Belichick, I'm saying. I'm buying it now uh, because this is going nowhere fast. And if it's going anywhere, it's to the uh, incinerator. It, it could get really, really bad. And the Patriots starting over, quote-unquote, beta of the week. What they've done over the last two games, losing to Dallas and then losing 34 nothing to New Orleans. Bernard. Uh, starting over with what and with who at this point? I mean, with who's going to have to be a new coach. I mean, you know, I, I, I think, and, and that's the crazy thing because we've been, we've seen this team be so dominant, um, you know, winning the East every single year, uh, of course, with Tom Brady. Um, those are hard shoes to feel for any quarterback that steps in. And I shouldn't say they're hard shoes to fill with any quarterback that step in as long as Brady was there, because we know and understand he's been out before, but his presence and, and, you know, what he's able to uh, help and, and, and a lot of the other veteran leaders that were around that organization, you know, helped and, and, you know, the guys played together, but I'm seeing a, a, I'm seeing an organization. Uh, I'm seeing a football team uh, that's terrible. I, I don't know if this is the way Belichick wants to go out or wanted to go out, but I think this is going to be the way he goes out uh, simply because as you said, 34 uh, to zero to the saints, I'm seeing consistently they're fighting from behind, even on their victory, the one victory, the lone victory that they have um, they're, they're coming from behind. And, you know, this team is not playing with, with any kind of juice. 
so you, you're starting to wonder, okay, are these younger guys starting to buck the system a little bit? Because I remember when I was playing and, and shortly after I you know, was done playing, um, you know, guys would talk about going to New England like you didn't want to go because it was he trained you like a soccer team. You did certain things. And, and so I don't know if that you talked about the New England way. I don't know the Patriot way. I don't know if that is a thing anymore. Uh, because we're we're watching it. You know, we all thought uh, Coach Bill O'Brien was going to be the savior as far as for this offense. They're looking trash. I mean, yes. 110 yards passing for Mac Jones. And, benched you know, he again. has five. Right. Benched again for Zappi. But five touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, and it's not all on him. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yo, like, this is terrible. You know, so they've got to start with a new coach. They've got to get, you know, uh, uh, just something fresh in there. Uh, to to start this thing over for uh, New England, and they've been good for a long time. They hats off to them, but it's time to start over. Get this, man. The Patriots have scored as many points this season as opponents have scored off of New England turnovers. That's how bad it is. And I mean, just and, and look, you mentioned the the Patriot way and just how players don't want to go there. Uh, and, and, you know, you're locked in there. Players have left. Uh, you know, yeah. fr- friends in the league that left and they're they're doing podcasts. They have their own radio shows. They're speaking. You know, they don't do that there. Uh, you know, it's bad when like Devin McCourty is asked on Football Night in America last night, "What does Belichick mean by starting over?" And he just throws his hands in the in the air like, I, "Who knows?" But right. Belichick had his team practice in a downpour yeah. the week they were going to Dallas. Yeah, uh, it, that that is to your point. That's that's what you're saying, right? It's kind of yeah. like, man, what do you? You want this team to get behind and kind of figure out the way. That's not really the way to go about it. Yeah, I, I mean, th- this is. I just, I don't think the, the type of players that he had, yeah. you know, with, with the Devons and and um, you know, just a lot of those Tom and 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 mm-hmm. Nikovich and all those dudes, you know, they're not there anymore. The alphas, you, the alpha, the alphas, alpha latest, yeah, they're not there anymore. And I mean, this the NFL, and and you look at in on most of the rosters. These rosters, they want younger players. They want kids. And so when you get kids, you're going to have inconsistent football play. You're going to have, as we know, rookies get you beat. You, when you're certain type of coaches and, and certain vibes and certain way, you know, personalities, the way you coach, they work. But then you find out sometimes they don't work. And so I think this is what we're seeing because we, we're seeing a dominant organization for so 20 plus years. Now, all of a sudden, we're looking at this team like, man, it's embarrassing to watch the New, New, New England Patriots play football now. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, it's time for them to start off. And that's the go, look, looking forward. They've got the Raiders on the road. Then they'll host the Bills. And then they head to Miami to take on the Dolphins again. And yeah. just one final point here. and We'll, we'll move to uh, uh, beta two of the weekend. Hey, Robert Kraft has been silent. The last time I remember hearing from him, he mentioned, hey, we haven't been to the playoffs and won since Brady was here. Uh, that that was just a handful of months ago, and right. now this is playing out. I'm with you, man. I wasn't buying it at first. I think we're we're witnessing that this is not a team that turns it around, uh, even though it's Belichick at the helm. And I I mean, great coach. This yeah. is just not. And I don't think he's done. Do you think he's done? I I, I think they're going to try to figure out a way to get him out the door. No, I mean uh, I, I mean, mean in coaching, like in the NFL. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I don't think he can go anywhere else and anybody will accept the coaches are getting younger. Uh, as you see, the yep. fresh guys coming in from college, they don't want him hovering over their back. You know that you don't want that shadow. 
And so, you know, I just don't think anybody would agree to have mm-hmm. him come on. Um, you know, I, I think potentially he can be, he can serve a role as, 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 um, I don't even know if he will want to, you know, do the GM thing. Under anybody. That's what he's doing, you know, right. Again, yeah, yeah. I don't, you're right. Yeah. So it, it, it's really going to depend, I, I, you know, cause you just don't know. I know a younger coach ain't going to want him over their shoulder though. Mario Cristobal and Miami's mm-hmm. loss to Georgia tech. This is not the first time that he didn't take a knee and ended up losing. And it happens where you take the knee, Georgia Tech's out of timeouts. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the fumble happens. They still can make a tackle and the game's over. Right. But uh, take the knee when, and I, I made the comparison, or p- comparison earlier. If the average high school student knows what a victory formation would look like and the symbol for it on the sideline, right. that should be a fireball offense with cause. If, right. the, if you've got, at the, at the level they, that they're coaching and the money they're getting, to not just take the knee and take it to the house, what's he thinking? I mean, to, to be fired, I think they still got about two or three coaches on payroll. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they could fire I, them. I, but, maybe uh, I'm exaggerating a bit there, but <laughs> I, I'm like, how do you let your team down in that way? Yeah, that, that was a big failure uh, on his part. Um, you know, I, as I watched it, I was just sitting there like, yo, you've got to be kidding me. But I, I think we all can agree you don't want a situation like that because the, the with the replay and everything else, you, you, you're trying to look to see if he was down. You just don't even want it to be in a ref's hands right there. No, Keep it in our hands and let's kneel the ball. You know what I mean? Like, let's kneel the ball and not have to give up something crazy. But then for the defense to go back there and to give up the play was just, I mean, absolutely crazy. It is, he should be fired. Um, he should be fired. Uh, I think for me, when I see a coach do something like that, and I, I've called him out, I've called out the Harbaugh's, I've called out, called out the way they, you know, he's done things in Baltimore. Um, but you know, with 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 a play like this, an easy win, I shouldn't say easy win, but you know, oh, you got just nail the ball. And we walk away. You know what I mean? Uh, um, you know, I just I don't like it. It leaves a sour taste in the players' mouths. And I mean, he's doing a lot of apologizing since uh, what Saturday. Yeah, I mean, no apologies necessary on that. You can't <laughs> apologize for that mistake. And when it's happened before right. as well, yeah. uh, we, we we discussed earlier Sean Payton losing to Hackett and Zach Wilson after his comments uh, in the off season. Um, but he, Wilson's playing better football. Why is the defense so bad there? Why? Uh, when I say Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is what I'm referring to. Why is the Denver defense so awful? I mean, I, once again, um, when you when you inherit a football team and the mentality was the way it was with Hackett, that those are bad habits. You know, those guys got used to certain things. They got used to walk. Look, let me tell you this, Hut. When yeah. I got when I got here to Tennessee. I remember walking in and in between meetings, guys, all they wanted to do was look at, go to the website to look at Jordans. You had guys looking at cars. You had guys playing around. Guys will be sleep in meetings. And I'm sitting there looking around the room like, are you kidding me? We had a coach with us with scotch. I'm not lying. He would have scotch in a glass and a cigar in his mouth in the meetings. No coaching whatsoever. I'm looking at him and I'm looking like, yo, I ain't gonna say his name. Yep. Hey, my man, you gonna you gonna tell them about them adjustments? No, no, no. You tell them, BP. What? What? What are you doing here? So, if it was that bad, and it's been bad before, but if it was that bad, I can only imagine what it was like with Hackett. So when when you have coaches that are allowing certain things to happen, players are getting away with bullcrap. 
you remember the Raiders. People went to Oakland to just, their careers were over with. They just went there to collect a paycheck. And they did not play on the football field. They were checked out in, exactly, Washington. So this is what was going on with Denver. And so when Coach Payton is coming in and implementing his system and his rules and letting guys know, we have a standard here. He's setting up his standard. Guys, you're either going to get on with it or you're not. You, you, we already saw guys are requesting trades, asking for releases, things of that nature. So he's trying to get guys to buy in. And it's going to take a year or two for that to happen because of one year of allowing Hackett to be the head coach. That's how much damage a new coach that doesn't know what he's doing, that's how much damage he can do in a year with a football club. And by the way, uh, Bernard is speaking from the experience of coming from Baltimore to Tennessee exactly. uh, in, in that transition. I want to roll through the, the the alphas of the weekend, and I want to get your take on Monday Night Football. Uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, they, they avenged uh, their losses last year, both shut out and lost by 49 and 48 respectively. Uh, fantastic job uh, with uh, rebounding against opponents that had their number. The Phillies mm-hmm. go to Atlanta, shut down the Braves offense, 3 uh, nothing. They're about to have first pitch here in about 30 minutes or so. Uh, and finally, Bernard, Jamar Chase. He demanded the ball, and he got the ball. Well, Look, the Bengals overall should be getting healthier as we progress. The AFC North right. is really heating up. What do you make of Cincinnati, and how about Jamar Chase saying, hey, I'm always open. He has like 18 targets yesterday. I mean, when we look at this situation, Hut, I mean, it's phenomenal to see Chase uh, getting the ball. Um, I think he's a phenomenal talent. I, I, I think, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals – what I like, I, I mean, they're 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 playing some good ball. I, I think it's going to. I think what's happening in that locker room, while we're seeing inconsistencies in that locker room, um, they're going to have to move Higgins. Um, mm. You know, Higgins is going to have to be a guy that they that they move at some point. I did not think, you know, uh, when, when I look at, I, I'm seeing inconsistent play by the other receivers. Jamar Chase is is going to be their guy that they pay. You know, Higgins is going to be a guy, a piece that you move. And I think, you know, you know, you look at potentially a, a Titans or maybe another team coming to Carolina, you know, push Carolina pushing to get Higgins, um, you know, but they're going to have to move him because it's going to start to be problems because he's going to see his stock. And as far as what he's asking for money wise, he's going to see that falling if he's not getting the ball. And as you already said, all the targets that Jamar Chase just got, he's looking like, okay, wait a minute. How can I get that? How can I be a part of that? They can't spread the ball around. It's going to be a chase. It's going to be or Ir- Irwin in a boy show. It's not going to be Higgins, you know, uh, uh, when he comes back into this thing. So, you know, it's phenomenal to be able to see them rebound and, and, and get this uh, victory. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be a problem if they don't move him here shortly. Sounds like Devontae Adams and Jair Alexander are both available. That's the reports uh, playing tonight, Monday Night Football. Packers and Raiders, what do you make of the matchup? we got about a minute and a half here. Uh, and, and just you get a situation where here's Jordan Love on a, primetime game against a Raiders team that seems to be reeling a bit. I, I, Jordan Love is playing better ball than I thought he was going to be playing. I did not think he was bad, but I thought he I thought he was a good quarterback. I thought he was going to take some time to kind of get going. Uh, when I look at this game, you know, once again, I said at the beginning, or when they even hired uh, Josh uh, McDaniels, I did I don't like him. Uh, he's a guy that players don't like, um, and we're you're hearing a lot of guys voice it. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a good game. I, I just don't know if I can trust the Raiders. I think the Green Bay Packers come and, and I think they beat them. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking Green Bay as well. I've got some yeah. prop bets coming up uh, with, with points <laughs> bet. I'm about to lay out here. But I I like 
elite talent against former teams. Yeah. And Devontae Adams is playing. I mean, I, it's a hell of a matchup against Alexander. Both guys banged up. It kind of evens the playing field a bit. Uh, right. You want to talk about demanding the football. Adams is going to de- demand the football uh, exactly. tonight. Hey, uh, love having you on, man. Always on appreciate demand you. here uh, anytime you want. Uh, we love having you. Appreciate the time today. And uh, let's do it again soon. Thank you, Huck, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, Bernard Pollard. Uh, it, the best. Tells it like it is. You want honesty? That guy gave it to you in the locker room. No social media. Apparently no, uh, what do you say? It was, was it scotch he mentioned? Scotch and a cigar? You can go for that right now. And no locker room, though. I won't be coaching the formations either. Coming up, picks for Monday Night Football. And let's dive into the magnitude of this for Green Bay. That's next on Hot Mike with Edna Withrow. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Eha Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Wrapping up what's been a fast-paced show for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow here on the Outkick Network. Catch all the shows on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Search out Outkick uh, while you're there. Hit the like button. Join us in the chat and more. Withrow's back with us on uh, Wednesday. Davey Hudson in studio with us, and we'll preview Monday Night Football uh, in just a moment. We'll do that through uh, PointsBet. If you haven't taken your shot with PointsBet, Now's the perfect moment. Here's the big reason why. Exclusively for first-time PointsBet users, you can check out this unique offer right now. PointsBet users who sign up now, you get up to $1,000 in second-chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, well, PointsBet has your back with a second chance. Get this offer. You visit outkick.com slash bet, outkick.com slash bet. You complete the registration process with PointsBet, and you make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, that's when... Second chance bets come into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. You've got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Outkick.com slash bet is where you head to snag this offer. Davey, I like uh, the over in catches for Devontae Adams uh, tonight, taking that. Uh, I always tend to pick a kicker in the games for the over-under on points scored. I think Carlson's at like five and a half. Um, I would take the over there, too. And uh, Green Bay, I would take to win the game. Are you I, confident in this or no? I actually, uh, outside the kicker one, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, it is in a dome, so you at least have that going for you in that regard. Um, Carlson's really good kicker. I am with you on Green Bay money line. Uh, I'm hedging my bet a little bit. Personal influence. Okay. I need, I need Jordan Love to get me 15.5 fantasy points tonight in order to. Okay. I uh, get out of the uh, winless column. It's, it's been rough. I and my, I've been playing fantasy football since 2009, and this is the worst season I've ever had in the history of that. So I uh, need a little bit of a spark there, but I, no Aaron Jones. So I think Green Bay is definitely going to be looking to sling the ball around. You look at Romeo Dobbs. You look at Christian Watson. I've got their over on catches. They're both sitting at three and a half. It's time for Watson to come alive. And so I think he had two receptions. In his first game back from the hamstring injury, fortunately for him, one of those did go for a touchdown. But I'm anticipating them getting those wide receivers. I'm hoping for a high-scoring game. I really don't want a defensive battle, even though the under has typically been the play for primetime games so far this season. Garoppolo's back. Uh, You've got, uh, of course, Adams is playing. It's going to be a nice matchup with Alexander. Uh, Green Bay uh, getting two-and-a-half. Raiders the uh, favorite right now going into tonight's kickoff. Uh, anytime touchdown scores, Chad would go with one of these. 
uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, A.J. Dillon, not bad because you mentioned uh, he is out, right? Uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones is out. Yeah. Yeah. So A.J. Dillon, anytime touchdown score. Uh, and maybe you go with uh, one of the quarterbacks. At the, at the, that's also a, a withrow play. The, He's a fan of the quarterback sneak. The defensive line and just the ability to stop the run defense for the Raiders is not what the Packers would have saw last time against the Lions. Lions shut down their run game. Uh, so I, I would imagine they'll try to run it a little bit more, but still, A.J. Dillon, uh, he's in his final stages of being in the NFL. So Man. I definitely anticipate them trying to use the air attack to yeah, take advantage. I, I don't know where he ranks in this category. I know where Josh Jacobs ranks. There are 23 players with 50 or more rushing attempts this season, and Jacobs averaging right now 2.7 yards per attempt. Is that last? He is tied with Ramondre Stevenson for the lowest mark in the NFL. That was going into week five. It's uh, Well, I mean, Ramondre might even be lower on that Could list be. now after yep. what the Saints did to the Packers. Packers are coming off extended rest. Yep. That's another factor here. McDaniels, 6-0. and He started 6-0 and in Denver since that point, 12-31 and as a head coach. Not uh, been good. No, not, not good. Uh, again, outkick.com slash bet is where you can go. And uh, if you're rooting on a, a high-scoring game, low-scoring whatever, uh, if you're like Davey and you've got fantasy options and you need another reason to uh, watch this game, Points Bet's got you covered there. So uh, a controversial catcher interference call in the Braves-Phillies matchup, and it ends up in the game one of the NLDS with trash on the field uh, with, uh, what, bases loaded, two outs, top of the eighth. Yep. And... Um, Braves well, already down three to, three to nothing at this point. Yeah, it was not a good night for uh, the Bravos. I mean, I know for the fans. Yeah, I, I feel for Chad, and it's the one thing he'd been worried about all year as far as facing the Phillies in the playoffs. They were just able to shut down the Braves' offense, and you look at the, this historical context of how good the Braves have been, and to just get blanked like they did, it's it's pretty rough. And I, I'm sure that going into tonight's game, Braves fans aren't exactly feeling confident, but. The Braves, uh, Sean Murphy, the catcher, he did come out and say as it related to the catcher interference, he did not feel it off his glove, but he did hear it. And what's crazy for me is the video replay showed no evidence of the bat actually hitting the glove. But they called it catcher interference on the field, so the play obviously stood. Well, and then you had the lengthy review. Yes. Then you had the lengthy delay with the trash. Yes. Um, and the, the, you know, with that announcement, you kind of felt the and, the vibe there. And it's it's one of those to things too. I, I feel for Braves fans. Like, and I, I mean, I like, mean, people aren't going to like this take, but I kind of like it being a little borderline dangerous at times when you're in a stadium. And it's just like always keep your head on a swivel. It's I don't know. It just kind of reminds <laughs> me of like the Gladiator days. Yeah, well, you, if you want that, you can go to other stadiums. You yeah. don't have to go to uh, Atlanta. But Atlanta's better than that. It, 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 it this should be. This should have been better than that. If you've got uh, a situation where uh, Murphy is saying that he he did say he heard it right yeah. on the glove, uh, this was definitely post game and didn't pre- feel it. Didn't, he said, didn't though, feel, you feel it. it? But I, I don't know, man. It was weird because like I, I'm actually not, watching this happen live, and I was just like, I, I didn't see anything. Now the reaction immediately after the uh, the. Uh, Romuto was swinging through. He pointed right back and said, like, hey, that was catcher interference. It didn't seem as though Murphy put up much of a fight in the moment. But it, it just reminded me, of if you go back to the 2012 
wild card series for the Braves. I believe they were playing the Cardinals in that one. They had like an infield fly rule that was just a, a really bad call. And I mean, that took them 25 minutes at least to clean up uh, the trash from that one. I remember sitting in my dorm room and I had like a 20 inch TV and I'm just like trying to like zoom in and, and watch this as that happened. But yeah, it was definitely some vibes of uh, 2012 for Braves fans after that one. Uh, vibes of Clayton Kershaw as well uh, in postseason four, man. It's, do you think, I mean, sports psychologists are coming more and more common. And I mean, this guy, if he's not seeing one, I, I don't know what to do. This guy, like playoffs come here. This guy just shuts down. There's, there's nothing. It's just clockwork. Uh, it's like a, uh, death taxes and Clayton Kershaw blowing it in the playoffs. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it is. I feel bad for the guy. Like I don't have an MLB team that I, yeah, if I, I mean, did. I would root for the Braves, I guess, just based off regional ties. But this guy just. Every single playoffs, it seems like it's just going downhill quickly. Well, so his his uh, you've got a record of two ten and ninety two, in four hundred twenty five regular season games. Uh, playoff stats: thirty nine playoff appearances, uh, thirty two starts, thirteen and twelve is his record. I mean, it's, so it's the still four four nine ERA. Still a winning record, but it's just like when it goes bad, it well, goes it's bad. Not, it's not. Uh, Unanimous, uh, no-brainer, Hall of Fame yeah. uh, winning record. And you're right. I mean, it's it's the narrative. And it, it's, it's mental, right? It's got to be. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's just stuck with him. Um, Is, what's the reaction whenever he gets over the hump there? Or does he? I mean, how old is the guy now? He's got to be getting up there. There can't be that many more opportunities left for him, you'd think. Not many. Yeah. Well, so he's got – so the poor performances. Uh, 2014 – he had a, over a seven seven eight two ERA in that. Another beatdown. Uh, they play later tonight, don't they? Yep, they do. They're uh, they're after the Braves, so I believe they they'll tip or not tip off, but they'll uh, first pitch will be around like nine oh seven. You know, whenever it's on like TBS TNT, yeah. there's always that that time that's just off by six or seven <laughs> minutes from the hour or from the half hour. I actually kind of enjoy that because it's like. It just always sticks out in your mind. It's just like, is the game at nine? Nope, nine oh seven. I was like, all right, and then it's and it's right on the money. I mean, uh, technically, the NFL kickoffs are at like one oh two Eastern. Give you that two but minutes for that quick break after it, the quick tease. Is it only TNT and TBS that pretty much do that? Because like they do the same thing for the NCAA uh, tournament when that rolls around. No, I mean, I I think they they do that for all the networks to get in their. That's another sell but, a sales opportunity for the like the the keys to the game or whatever. But but I'm saying like from at least announcing it like the NFL or oh, that they college football it might be yeah it's going to be a little yeah, delayed uh, but as far as just announcing like maybe. hey we're at nine oh seven yeah instead of just noon or noon central or yeah. whatever maybe so um, I don't does that pay dividends like to announce I, it as like uh, seven oh seven yeah I'd like to see the numbers on I that don't one know. I think it's just. Matt, get, get to looking into they that. They did it to begin with, and the uh, the old-timers who were once young and complained about the old-timers, now they keep the rules the same, at least somewhat. Uh, no, but, one, no one tends to look at Major League Baseball owning the company that makes the baseballs, you know, but but or, or changing the rules and whatever. I lost a ton of money that year. I, like, well, I was probably a little well, bit well, of a, Because they mixed them up. Yeah. They had, it, diff, they had the old baseballs and then the new ones that they had uh, – put back into rotation. There, there was a two-year period where I probably was spending way too much money in uh, my gambling efforts uh, for NBA, NHL, and MLB. I was trying to like just find like different models that would work. And the MLB one was the only one where it wasn't syncing up. And then, of course, the story comes out 
a year later about how they were mixing those baseballs. And I was just like, no wonder like I couldn't get a good read. It's the, the pitchers would even talk about just the fill would be a little bit different, how it was coming off the bats. Like some games, you just had no idea. I, I don't know how Major League Baseball can be able to get away with that. And it's just they want to talk about integrity. It's like we don't well, even ah, – it, it's that, infuriating. Uh, apparently, I mean, it's uh, it's all optics, right? So yeah. the integrity of the sport, quote-unquote. Um, amazing how apparently baseball players don't bet on apps. All we hear about is the NFL, right? Uh, and in the NFL, isn't it crazy how there's not – apparently star quarterbacks don't gamble on apps. You know, they, they knew the rules. For <laughs> all the confusion, there's only like 12 players – uh, 12 to 15 players who, you know, of, of significant time that missed and they're role players at best at, and, and in some cases, guys who either weren't going to make the roster or going into the final year of their contract. I, I'm not going to give a shout out to any gambling company in specific on this, but if the players wanted to get rid of that, they could just go to all these other books that are offshore. It's just don't use the actual ones that check your geolocation, which we know the well, main books that do that. Well, but I mean, it's legal in their state to download and use. The, in, in this case, I'm, I'm referring to – I don't want you betting on the game. Uh, I'm saying there's betting on any other sport, which you're allowed to do. You're still suspended for it. And uh, I always say this. Imagine if the top player in baseball – who name him. Uh, you, you know, you've got uh, Shohei Otani. Yeah. Uh, if he were if, – if on an app, if he's betting – and it happened to be on baseball. Is he Pete Rose, or is Pete Rose making his point that hey, it's a different era now? That would put a lot of pressure on Manfred, and he doesn't handle that well. I I would love to see how they do that because you either kick out the money train, the global money train in this scenario, this hypothetical, or you treat him like you did Pete Rose, you ban him, and you. Stick with that when all the other sports, Calvin Ridley misses a year and he's back and he's balling out for Jacksonville yesterday in London. I, it's, it's The perception of one sport to the other is also interesting. Same for steroids, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Six-game suspension but, in the league. I, I mean, if, if you're going to do it, which I, I'm with you, Hutton, I would not recommend gambling, especially if you make the amount of money you do to play at that high level of yeah. a professional sport. But if you do, just don't be dumb and do one where it's like they can actually check your geolocation. They're not going to be able to go in if it's an offshore book, which is what everybody was doing before gambling became legalized in the States. Um, yeah. I'm not advocating for you to do that. I'm just simply saying – if you wanted to be like an idiot, you proved it to us yeah, by go, how you this Go to your local down. country club is what you do. It's, Deliver I mean, the bag. There's easy Jeremy ways around Pruitt this, style. but people just always go for what's simple and not the smartest. Coming up on the Tuesday edition, John McClain will join us. We'll be, uh, uh, have plenty to react to off of Monday night football tonight between the Packers and the Raiders and uh, plenty of headlines uh, as well across the NFL. Always are. We've also got Christian Hackenberg, former Penn State Nittany Lion. Where does Penn State stack up in the Big Ten. We're about to find out. Got to wait a little while, though, to see things play out because it, Michigan is dominant, albeit against a not, not a great schedule, but dominant in the way they are boat racing opponents. And Ohio State, they continue to win. Penn State does the same. How's it going to play out and shake out? Christian joins us to discuss that. Uh, plus, Jim Nagy. The executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl gives us the latest scouting report on the players for the NFL. Join us 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Tuesday for Hot Mike.